This brother and sister duo created the first phone case subscription box in 2017. It is now ranked one of the fastest growing private companies in America, ranked number 17 with over $23 million in sales in 2020. This, this is, is Casely. Casely. Let's, Let's go. What's up, everyone? Sean Azar here with Matt Skopak. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Deep Dive, episode 47. Where we dive into businesses like Casely and dive into their marketing and business strategies such that you can take these strategies and implement them into your business. This company was, again, founded by two, a brother and sister in 2017. Year after year, uh, let's go back. What were the numbers again? Uh, 2018, they did 1.1 million in sales. 2019, I believe, is 6.9 million. And 2020 was 23 million. Talk about Fast growing, you know, when we deep dive into this, we saw this on uh, Inc. Fast, fastest yeah. growing companies. I heard about it. I actually have multiple competitors, but I've seen a lot of like content creators, influencers, you know, post this type of case. This guy, he didn't really have a marketing back background, but he loved the, the terminology growth hacking, which is great because now they're spending, I mean, we, you, we see headlines, they're spending about $500,000 a month on just on Facebook ads. That means their revenue is, t it's, it's there, right? Their, their, their return on investment and so forth, uh, return on ad spend and so forth. But in the beginning, they were doing a lot of things, which I'll, I'll talk about, but he was doing a lot of these growth hackings, which is basically how to grow your brand without spending much money. Right, and he knew ways of doing that. They were hustling, and you know they were they put in a lot of work. Uh, he came from the Amazon fulfillment center. Um, he started his own product. He he growth hacked it to become basically one of the top searched items, and then he got bought out by a competitor that he passed when he became ranked higher from them on Amazon. So basically, he used those metrics of growth hacking to build this company um, with his sister. His name is Mark. Her name is Emily Stalling. So they're the Stallings. Um, and they started really as a subscription box where they only did subscriptions, I believe, in the beginning. And then they kind of don't do subscriptions or they do, but 99% of their business now is from one-off purchase, purchases. Correct. And the guy knew, he, he was like, you know what, when people are taking their photos, right, what do people see? You see the phone case. So yep. just like fashion, right, people want different outfits or different types of looks in their photos. So... A phone case is part of your lifestyle, part of your content. Sorry for that little. Another thing that I, I really picked up before we get into our points is one of his first hires, he hired, I think it was a customer uh, support rep, and that was end of 2018. So that was already a year into his brand. That's Two years. They started in like 17, 2017 was the first product launch, but yes. Yeah. So end of 2018, he's, he hired his first uh, person. I believe his second hire, which I wrote down, person that communicated across the content creator. So almost like your influencer brand rep, uh, the people that reached out to your content creators, that communicated it across them, the messaging and all forth. That's, that was their, their second hire. You know, in the midst of all that, they did hire a few different consulting agencies that were experts in different fields, such as Google Ads, SEO, and so forth. Yeah. So they did work with a lot of consulting and freelancers as well. So it, it's a great brand to, to study and, you know, really realize what they did in terms of growth because they didn't really get a lot of money uh, in the beginning. Now, do they have any funds now being raised? I didn't see anything. 
I haven't so, saw anything yeah. on that. So that's a, a little bit of context. What about, you want to go for number one? Yeah, two. Number one on Casely. Uh, join a community or a group uh, to ask for advice so you can avoid the mistakes that other people have made when starting a business. So this was funny. When I was doing the search, I was looking at, uh, looking at information for Casely, and I came upon a Reddit post from four years ago, I guess posted by Mark, in the Reddit group about entrepreneurs and, and uh, let's see the group. The group is, I believe it was called uh, entrepreneurs. It's like an entrepreneur group or, or something around that. And he basically asked them, me and my sister just started a subscription box website. We are, we just launched two weeks ago and we got a great initial sale with $15,000, but now it's starting to slow down. Does anyone have any advice? So I thought this was a great thing that me and Sean always talk about. Um, and now you see it in real life with a company that's doing 23 million in revenue in 2020 is no matter where you come from or where you start to be successful, leverage communities, leverage your network, leverage just any entrepreneur or any business owner that you can. Like in this case, Mark leveraged this uh, Reddit group. There's Facebook groups out there. A lot that of Facebook me, groups that are Me very and Sean helpful. are both part of ClickFunnels groups, entrepreneur groups, or things like that, where you can ask questions and people will help you. And in this circumstance, these people were like, just relax, you're very new. Your first first buyers didn't even get their subscription box yet. Um, they helped him with like talking about churn rates, about what they should expect for like your month over month and like your yearly like subscription um, percentages. So it was, it was very interesting and almost it confirmed what me and Sean are saying is like, use your community, use other experiences, especially when you're new to help launch your business and to avoid mistakes that we've already made. And I actually got a few groups uh, for takeaways here that are great to join. I'm part of, I just invited Matt to one of them. One of them is called, it's a Facebook group. It's called Facebook Ad Buyer. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm gonna pop it right up here. Great, great group. I just joined it about a month ago and I just found, you know, a lot of people are talking about the iOS 14 update, some of the problems that, you know, they're seeing there. Some of them are talking about how lookalike audiences are not as effective right now compared to what it was before. These are the stuff that I was seeing myself, but it's good uh, reconfirmation by seeing other people talking about it now. Also, I learned other metrics that people are watching now compared to it. They didn't really exist or people weren't looking at that before as well. So there's a lot of things that you're going to learn and pick up. So really suggest that uh, Mark posted was called entrepreneur, I think, right? That's yep. a subreddit. But there's also, if you're into the marketing side, there's Facebook ads. It's called a subreddit. These are great all uh, groups to join and just take a look out. If you're doing things in Printful and stuff like that, this is, which is a, a drop shipping company, there's, there's Facebook groups there where like similar to what you just showed me there, Matt, people are talking about their designs and you know, why you know, certain things are not working or why they're not getting sales. And there's a lot of good customer feedback, but just don't, one thing especially understand is don't just promote your brand. You know, some people use that as like, okay, let me just post my link and just kind of brag what I'm doing. Don't brag. So th there's a lot of people that actually do that just to get traffic, which is stupid. But try to provide value or try to seek some sort of, like also try to provide some of your takeaways, what you've learned and so forth, and how you can help other engage people. Engage in the community as well. Don't come yeah. in there and just ask a question like, it, It'd be even better if you're commenting, helping other people, and an active member of that community. All right, uh, number two, take a deep dive into analyzing your followers and engagement. Uh, Mike talked about this, and I love this because I've actually done this a lot in the past before buying Facebook ads. He 
analyzed his followers or his audience, understood who they are, and then he looked for other brands that had a similar type of audience and engaged with his brand account, with, with Get Casely, engaged in people inside other brands' comments. And what that does is it creates a notification on a lot of people's phones, like someone's commenting on their another comment that you, you know, as a, a follower, you posted that Get Casely replied to your comment. What are they saying? It gets them notified or aware of who you are. And within three seconds, usually, they tend to look at your profile, that brand's profile. Like, who is this? Why are they commenting me? Are they witty? Are they doing something like that caught my attention? Now, within that three, four seconds, I like to say three seconds, they're basically going to decide if they're going to follow you or not. So that becomes your content strategy. So your content needs to capture attention. If it's good enough, you're like, oh, man, this is great. So if you're really strategic and you're really finding these people that are going to be attracted to your brand, so you're looking for brands that have a similar audience and you're commenting on those type of people and you really understand what to say, not just like, hey, what's up, but like something that's valuable or something witty, they're going to get, you're going to get someone's attention and they're going to tend to follow you without spending a dime there except your time. So again, this is a great growth hacking strategy, especially if you're really, really bootstrapping and don't have a dollar in your bank account, which is, you know, I kind of exaggerate, but that's how you bootstrap. That's it. Number three, uh, as a new company, focus on acquiring new customers while as a mature business, focus on maximizing the LTV, which we all know, long-term value of your current customers. This is something that Mark talked about and it resonated with me because as a new company, all your ads, all your techniques that you're doing um, and your content should be really for education and for acquiring new customers. That's really, as a, probably within the first year or two years, that's really what you want to do is really focus your brand on acquiring as many new customers and individuals to get to your page and to um, learn about your brand as much as possible. But once you get past that honeymoon stage, uh, you really need to then totally focus on your current customers or how to get your key current customers to keep coming back. But a good part of it, at least 50%, you need to figure out ways to increase the long-term value of the customers that you currently have, ways of doing that with Casely uh, subscriptions, they do add-ons, they probably do retargeting, they re-email their probably their subscribers or past customers. So there's numerous things that you need to do, but you need to understand where you are in your maturity as a business. And then basically the campaigns or the strategy strategies that you're using to try to increase your revenue and your growth. I mean, some of the things that I, I've done, and I've seen Sugar and Kush do it as well, which is uh, Scopac's uh, brand that he's uh, part of as well, is giveaways where you're actually giving, you know, you're spending a lot of money, uh, a decent amount of money to acquire new customers or brand recognition by giving your product away, which is costing the cost of the product, right? And promoting that giveaway. So it could be like, I don't know, you could put about $500 under that post where you're not really getting the return on ad spend there or return or the ROI there yep. originally, but you're getting that brand recognition. You are getting your, for me, my, my canvas company, which is right behind me for those who are watching uh, on YouTube, is getting my art in someone's house where now that style is there. So then when they have to order another one, they'll remember me because that's a similar style. So Again, you're gonna, sometimes you're gonna spend a little bit more money. Sometimes you're not gonna be profitable to acquire that new customer. Yeah. Tends to happen, right? But you know you have that uh, strategy that you're gonna increase your uh, LTV, which is, I think you said long-term, it's lifetime value. 
Lifetime value. Yeah, you're yeah. Long-term. Long-term, long-term, long-term. Same thing. So um, sometimes you got to spend, you know, you got to yeah. spend to play. You got to pay to play. Yeah. If so. you can be one of the businesses that make money on that initial purchase, God bless your soul. Because there are companies out there like, remember the Capital One, the credit card commercials? Yeah. I think they spend seven, seven or $8,000 to acquire one new customer. Imagine that. And you, yeah. so how much? Seven or $8,000 to acquire one customer. Wow. So, I mean, they have major money to spend, obviously, and obviously the, the lifetime value of a customer, if they get a credit card, is probably, it's dramatically higher. But what Sean was saying is totally correct. So, and then there's other ways too. It's not just campaigns or strategies. Releasing new products that relate or that attract your current customers is also another thing that you need to do to stay current and to stay relevant as you grow and as you become a more mature business. So. Number four, study brands that have similar CPA like yourself, which is CPA's cost per acquisition. So what Mark stated that he would study brands that had a very similar CPA and then understand the type of content they're creating. So, you know, and that's really important because you don't want to study a brand that doesn't have a similar cost. They could spend a lot to acquire that customer and you're trying to, you know, study some of their, maybe their content strategy, which is may not work for you. So something that kind of would work for you is understanding how they're capturing someone's intention. And what he was doing before Facebook ad library, he would, you know, basically go on, you know, these brands websites so that capture his data through their pixel and then study screen record or screenshot some of the Facebook ads they were getting, he was getting retargeted as, and then send it to his photographers or videographers to create similar type of ads. That was his reverse type of engineering, his growth type of hacking, so forth. In today's world with just with Facebook, you could use your Facebook ad library to do so, but before that, that's the way of doing it. But other ways of going about it also is sign up for your competitor's newsletter. You're, it's just so you're in their email list, so you understand the type of content you're getting, your subject lines, the, the type of creatives, the graphics, you know, so that you time can send a day, it to your team. Time of month, anything like that. Yep. So I think, Sean, a question based on that is like, how do I know when a brand has the same CPA as me? Which research. I would think more research, research, but I would think look for a brand that targets the same type of person and has a product that is the same similar yep. type of cost and profit margin. That will basically, I would think, put you in the same CPA. Yep. So if you're asking like, well, how do I know if a brand has the same CPA as me? Look for a similar brand that targets the same type of person with the same cost of goods sold or the same price of item. Agreed. And all that you got to research as well. So you're, of course. you're putting this on an Excel sheet, listing out products, uh, the cost of the product and so forth. And then researching how much actually a product would cost to make and then try to align it with how much it would uh, cost for you to make your product as well. So it's yep. see if that's similar. Well, you better know your cogs. If not, yeah. Well, we need to have a talk. Number five, be creative with how you donate or give back to the cause that you choose. And this is the topic of the last month or two, I feel, is this is another brand that they are very creative with giving to charity or giving back to a cause that they believe in. Uh, they do something a little bit differently where they actually change the charity, the donation, or the cause every month. Um, and it's decided, I guess it could be decided multiple ways. I saw a vote. I saw recent events. 
that they do. So like uh, say the, the BLM, they did a month where they donated to that. They did a month where say a natural disaster, um, fires in California or just different things. They had partnerships with they did, which they partnered with um, say a celebrity that had the, their own uh, charity or something like that. So this is something that we've talked about. It's something that we've seen now for the last two, three months. And basically now every company we've done is a lot of these companies give back either 1% of sales or every sale gives a buys a pair of sneakers or, or buys a school, like a school set for someone in Africa or whatever it might be. But this is something that now a lot of the newer e-commerce companies are building this charitable or this giving piece into their DNA. So I, I really think it's important that as a company, you have a cause behind what you're doing while you're doing it, which is every entrepreneur has that anyway. But that's just something, don't be afraid you're not going to lose out money or lose profit margin or anything like that because you want to give back or you believe in the cause. So be creative with it as well. Why don't you actually, the example that you mentioned that you may do for Sugar and Kush that you realize like, you know what, I just got an idea. Yeah. So when I was thinking about this, we've talked so many times about like, how's a way, how, how, what is a way that we can give back? What does like, who resonates with our brand and like mental health is, is, is something very big um, that, that's happening within the last year, two years, especially with social media. I think mental health for teenagers and and and, and, and this is for your brand, and Sugar and Kush, anxiety, which is stress. anxiety. Yeah, and the brand is for Sugar and Kush. It's a CBD brand. So I really thought about like we've always discussed and thought, tried to think about ways that we can give back as a community. And then seeing this, I thought, wow, like great. We can we can possibly like reach out to either celebrities or large influencers that actually have a, a charity or, or some kind of cause that like that for mental, like for, for basically mental health and then create a partnership where we can donate a part of our sales with them helping us like reach more people. Um, so it's a win-win. Um, so that's just one thing I thought of just by researching Casey. So a huge takeaway there is to really understand what your, your audience really aligns themselves with yeah. and try to align your charities such because you know, that's what they care about. So if you're aligning charities that people care about, that your audience you feel like uh, would understand and like get aligned with your brand is align yourself with those types of, of charities. So our brand CBD, it helps a lot with anxiety. And like, it's not only CBD helps with anxiety, but it's about like peaceful, like how to overcome mental health and like ways to combat anxiety or stress or things like that. So it's not just selling CBD, but overall mental health and like dealing with anxiety or stress. So like, giving back to a charity or to a cause that is meant for that and meant for that group of individuals or, or people dealing with this is something that we've always wanted to do. So it just clicked in my head when I when I went going through Casely. So that's just basically what me and Sean always do and we, we hope that you're doing it do uh, doing it as well as when you research these companies or when you're looking out, you see new ideas and it sparks something that you could do using that strategy. So which is the whole point of this podcast. That's what I'm saying. Number six, send out surveys to see if your customers understand your vision. So uh, Mark mentioned that when he sent out a serv uh, survey to his customers to see if they understood or they uh, to actually go along with what you just said, to see if they knew that they donated to charity, only 20% of his customers knew that. So that helped him fine tune a lot of his messaging uh, and so forth and his content. So people actually knew that they were donating to certain charities. Yeah. So that's really important to understand that because if you have a vision and only you see it and your customers don't, 
it's time to like you want you want to you want your customers and also your employees to really follow through with your vision. They want you want them to align with your brand. So if you're only believing something, you see something that's your slogan or whatever you, whatever it is that's really important to you to really excel this growth. Because at the end of the day, what's going to help you sell more is your story, and your story goes along with your vision. So if people don't see that, you got to send out email campaigns. You got to send out. You got to be creative and strategic so that people really understand what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to solve and so forth. So that's really important. Again, I'll keep aligning this back. One of my visions or one of my things that I say is, you know, for Reborn is art for your alter ego. It's our, our art designs is to express your alter ego. And a lot of people, and I actually did send out an email to see if people understood that or I have, I create IG stories like, hey, do you know what our logo symbol means, which is an I? And a lot of people didn't. And that helped me fine tune a little bit or kind of explain what it was and so forth. So I think it's really important because that's how you, because you may think your customers, your followers, uh, your potential customers uh, may understand your brand, yeah. but they may not. And most of the time they don't, guys. You, yep. you live, eat, and breathe your brand, your company. Your, your customers, they probably might have saw you for five minutes and they don't know. Um, they don't have your vision. They don't spend time in the brand. So... It's something that I think most brands actually struggle with, and that's what these really good brands that we do really understand, and they really get out there and show and reflect like what their brand represents. Yep. All right, I think that's it. But before we end this podcast, I kind of want to do something different. Uh, Matt, I think it's really good. At the end of each podcast or most of our podcasts, we're going to give you a, a takeaway, an app, a service uh, that we either use to analyze these companies, but also possibly if the company is using it, this is actually going to be very helpful for anyone that's listening to this specific episode is guys download this Chrome extensions. Okay. One I use is called built with, and I use that when I go on some a competitor's website or that we're yeah. researching, I'll look at all the apps they're using. So like it built with, will list all these apps, right? And then I'll, I'll, I'll dig into these apps and what they do and so forth. So that's going to be super helpful. I'm probably not going to mention this, that app in any other episode, maybe, maybe one in like yeah. 30 and, episodes and later, we, but next time we'll just, we'll mention an app. I think will be good, Matt. We mentioned an app that's specific yeah. to that competitor and what it's used for and so forth. So check that one out. Uh, I really like that. You like that idea? Yeah. I think it's a great idea. And, will be super helpful. So uh, that's it, right? That's all. Guys, if you guys like this episode, if you're listening to this iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, please, please uh, give us a five-star review if you like the content. If you think this is going to help other entrepreneurs or anyone that's starting a business or in the middle of um, creating a business, share them this episode if you think this is going to be helpful. Again, if you have any questions, you could tweet at mscopac or at Sean underscore Azari. If you're watching this on YouTube, Put your questions in the comments below and stay tuned. Uh, subscribe for more weekly videos and weekly podcasts. And we'll see you next, see you next week. week.